During the, the Avatar, I was wondering if Sam Worthington was like a discount Charlie Hunnam. Who? But I feel like Charlie Hunnam is already like a discount actor. <laughs> I know. Like you, Charlie he, Hunnam's the discount Daniel Craig. But what has <laughs> yeah. Sam Worthington been in in the past Levi, you since Avatar? Sorry. Sorry. Too much B-roll. Listen, sister, I don't dance. And I can't take time out now to learn. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Bye. We're more like treasure protectors. Scruffy look. They're gonna hate us at the beginning, but we'll get them in the air. <laughs> okay, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Loose Concept, the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet. My name is Elijah Smith, and joining me tonight. From across the world wide web, as per usual, the, the the big man himself, the legend, the young legend, the the bearded banshee of Inishiran, Sean Mackey. <laughs> Sean, welcome back to the program. Dude, I, have you seen the Banshees movie? <laughs> I did. I, lo- I actually low-key liked it. First artsy movie I've liked in a while. Yeah, I loved that movie. <laughs> I would have thought you wouldn't have liked it, but that's great. You, you loved it. Surprising turn of events. I liked it. I liked yeah. an Oscars movie. I think it's in my top 15 of 2022. Ooh, high praise. Just kidding. I would have thought it would be in your top 15. Although, the people are talking about Triangle of Sadness right now. A lot of people liking Triangle of Sadness, which we talked about on last week's episode of Loose Concept, yep. which you can listen Going through to. all the trailers. Wherever a good time streaming week. things are found. Also joining us tonight... We have the bad boys of business in the house, live, in person. Oh, wow. On one microphone, directly to my right, my brother, Micah Smith. Micah, how is it going? Welcome back to Loose Concept. It's going great. Excited to be here. One of the most uh, recurringest I'm, special guests. I think guests. I'm the recurringest guest when there's also another guest. Guest. Yes. Yeah. We, uh, we like you as the third <laughs> guy. You're a good Tobias Harris. It's an important role. Yeah, as long as I still get paid what he does, I'm good. Yeah, well, we'll see about that one. Also joining us, the other the other half of the Bad Boys of Business duo. We are in his home right now. He's luxuriously lounging on his sofa in a robe. He looks like, looks like a millionaire. Ladies and gentlemen, Levi Smith on the mic. The actual, the, the most recurringest uh, guest host on... Just like a member of the House of Gucci. Yeah. If not the most recurring, the most mentioned. Most mentioned, yeah. We just regurgitate his takes all the time. Anyway, we're here tonight to do an episode of Loose Concept. Got a couple couple things on the docket to talk about. One we already touched on, Banshees of Inishirin. Sean liked it. I liked it. I don't think you guys have seen it, so we won't stay on that much longer. Um, in other news, movie news, as everyone knows, we always do the movie news segment first. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Because this very timely release podcast is a great way to digest the news for you. Yeah, if you want movie news, breaking movie news cutting, as it happens. Cutting edge. Yeah, cutting edge movie news as it happens. This is the your source. Just came out uh, Deadline reporting Aaron Taylor Johnson currently in the lead in talks to become the next James Bond. Aaron Taylor Johnson, notably of... Uh, um, Interesting. Tenet and Bullet Train and uh, 
Savage's <laughs> fame. Kick ass, right? Kick ass Avengers. fame. Is he British? Oh yes, A- Avengers fame. Aaron Taylor Johnson actually in a lot of a lot of stuff that I surprisingly. <laughs> How do we how do we feel about Aaron Taylor Johnson as Bond? Because I have I have a, an opinion, but I want to see if Levi uh, says my opinion first because we've discussed it before. You could say the opinion. I, I know what you're gonna say. I like it. He thought he was. I think the bullet train was definitely his like addition for yeah. uh, for it. Um, Which he crushed. He knocked it out of the park in the audition. Mm-hmm. Like after watching Bullet Train, makes sense. Right. Did Daniel Craig have like an addition for it? Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. All right. Was it? Tomb Raider? Oh, yeah, yeah, I would say that. Layer cake. Layer cake. That's good. Yeah, yeah. See, the thing with auditioning for James Bond is you want it to, you want the role you pick to be like sort of James Bondy, but you can't go too, because remember, uh, what's his face? The Loki guy, Tom Hiddleston did that night manager thing, and it was basically a James Bond movie. You can't go too James Bond with your audition yeah. movie. That's a good series, by the way. Yeah, very, very dark. Yeah, decent series, but it's basically a James Bond movie. Yeah, it was too close where it's like, oh, he already played it. Exactly. You can't you can't be uh, walking on the territory so they actually see it. You got to do just the fine line. Or was he thinking ahead that Daniel Craig was still doing Bond, so by the time Craig stopped doing Bond, Night Manager was far enough in the past that people forgot about it, but the producers would still see it. I don't know. The Tom Hiddleston thing just really just just submarine. Tom Hiddleston bond for a while it was very hot and then it just tanked. No hear about it anymore anywhere at all. Is he going to be the first bearded bond? You know cuz you know Craig Aaron, was the first Aaron Taylor Johnson. Bond. Beard bond could be. I don't hear any bond historians coming at us about <laughs> oh George Lazenby had a beard yeah. and for British eyes only, or whatever that might be. Roger Moore had a beard. And- my my official Aaron Taylor Johnson take is I like it. I hope the, they let him keep the mustache from Bullet Train in the, the performance. But I am still riding hard for uh, a different Bond candidate that Levi mentioned it to me. And once Levi mentioned to it to me, I was just all in. I wanted Dev Who's Patel. That? I was all in on Dev Patel becoming the next James oh, really? Bond. Big Dev Patel fan. Loved him, and uh, I didn't really like the Green Knight, but I liked him in the Green Knight. I just wanted more Dev Patel. He's got the beard. He could have been the first bearded Bond. Um, he's British. He's super handsome. What more could you be looking for? You know. To be fair, that wasn't my take. I'm I'm sure I got it from another movie podcast. <laughs> no, it, you got to ride. That's your take. Just 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 own that. <laughs> just take credit for fair it. Fair enough. Do we feel like they're just leaking this to see how people respond? Ooh. Or just to get people still so. talking about Bond. It seems like, I feel like Daniel Craig, I mean, I wasn't really paying that much attention in 2004 or five, but it felt like it was more of a surprise where this is like, we're in theory a couple of years out from a movie even being in development and they're already announced. Like, I I don't know. It just feels like they wouldn't want to take away from an announcement. Conspiracy. Or this are they just conspiracy trying. Conspiracy corner with Micah. <laughs> or are they just trying to see how people react to it? That they're considering another white guy. I don't know. Who? You gotta bleep that out. <laughs> How has the response been? I, I, Elijah and Sean, I you have Twitter accounts. I think it is probably a leak. I th- it seems like people are fine with it from what I see. I don't know. It doesn't... And there's From what I see on Twitter, there's still a lot of people on the Idris Elba train, which makes no sense to me because yeah. he's like 60 years old or something. Like He's not going to be doing Bond. Just like get over it. Yeah. 
the window has passed. It came and came and went. I would have loved it, and as and you know when the the opportunity was there, but it it didn't happen. So you just gotta be okay with that and move on. You know. Maybe they should go like the DC verse and do like three bonds that are not connected <laughs> at, at all time. and release them all at once. <laughs> the Spectre verse. Do we have a timeline of when the next movie's coming out? No, that's what Mike is saying. There's okay. no like uh, conceivable, not conceivable. There's no perceivable future of when it will be occurring. So Amazon bought MGM Studios, which people are thinking is a bad acquisition now. But maybe this is Amazon's way of trying to juice interest in their their back library. James Ooh. Bond, don't forget about him. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Ooh. Spice Interesting. it up. I feel like he's out of nowhere. He wasn't in a lot of the recent um, front runners, sort of. So it's an interesting kind of pull. I guess they just. I feel like probably Tenant and then Bullet Train were some good action as opposed to the movie Savages. <laughs> um, uh, first, for, for, probably got him higher on some list of casting. Then, I just um, I just want to take take a ago. take a minute to talk about his character's name in Savages. I believe his name was like Twan or something. <laughs> Quan <Twan>. hit the Quan. <laughs> Did you see Savages? This is the most Savages yeah. has been talked about in a very long time. What a weird movie. Yeah. I I, I kind of hate that movie. I feel like it's it's really oh, was poorly done. Oh yeah, it was garbage. Aaron Taylor Johnson's name total, in Savages trash. was Ben. However, Taylor Kitsch's character's name in Savages was Chan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they're they're both real names are Taylor? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I didn't even think about that. Two Taylors in a movie. Was John Travolta in that That's movie? Kinda... John Travolta, oh, isn't man. it? With Benicio oh, del Toro. My... That movie was so bad. And also Blake Lively, and she's like in love in a relationship with Aaron Taylor Johnson and Taylor Kitsch simultaneously. That's one of the worst movies in the last 20 it's years, a, I think. It's really something. But it does have my girl Blake Lively in it, so uh, shouts to Savages. Anyway, I think uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson Bond, or in or out, final, I'm in. I'm in. Sure. In, I guess. I'm in. If he's got facial hair. Okay. Yeah, the mustache only, definitely helps. Only with the stash. Mustachioed Bond, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Can, does that mean we can get... Um, I, Felix needs to be the other guy in Bullet Train. Needs to be Lemon in, in Bullet Train. What's, uh, ooh. What is that guy's name? Felix Leiter. Needs to be Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah. I like that. Or Brian Tyree Henry could be M. Or Brian Tyree Henry could be literally any... He should be Money Petty. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, All right, other, anyway. In other movie news, um, Mindy Kaling is not going to return for the Inside Out sequel. Oh, no. That's, that's breaking. <laughs> that's breaking, guys. Breaking. Breaking news. One hour ago. Wow. In other news, Edward Norton, a f- f- fan and friend of the pod, learns he's a direct descendant of Pocahontas in PBS documentary. What? So that's that's some big news. Congrats, Ed. Congrats, congrats to Edward then, Norton. Have you guys seen the new images from the set of John Wick 4? No. <laughs> Isn't he using nunchucks or something like that? I don't know. A lot of black suits, though. 
I thought that so. would have been some motorcycle parachuting talk on this podcast. Ooh. Did you did you want to get did you want to get into the uh the 15 minute Tom Cruise stunt clip that was posted on Twitter uh 2 weeks ago oh, my 3 Lord. weeks ago? Cuz I'll tell you what. That was pretty insane. Your boy was fired up. <laughs> that was flames. Did you see it, Sean? Yeah, right before Christmas it came out. He's like, "Thank you for coming to the movies." <laughs> oh no, that was jump the one out he, of this plane. That's the one where he jumps out of the, the the plane. the The marketing campaign for the next Mission Impossible has just been top tier. Maybe an all time. Yeah, <laughs> they're not. They're not. They're not holding back any punches. They're just like send it. Send it all. Yeah. <sighs> we'll see you at the movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tom's just doing whatever he can. He's he crashed like twenty bikes. He's just it's like, incredible. I don't care. Yeah, I was wondering about that. They do the stunt like twenty times, and every single time he's riding a motor. Like, was there just a pile of, <laughs> of old motorcycles? Yeah, just like the bottom a pile of, of motorcycles at the bottom of that mountain. It's like in a national forest or something. Or do they build Tom Cruise disposable motorcycles? They're biodegradable. <laughs> the first rainfall, those babies are all broken down. Elijah, did you want to do the new Dracula trailer with Nicolas Cage for I our ju- trailer? I of the just week? watched that today. Renfield, should we discuss? Did you see it? I saw it. What's your take, Levi? I'm always out, out <laughs> on Dracula. Oh, Dracula, just yeah, Dracula, just Dracula. Content. Okay. Oh, okay, just Dracula. I agree. I mean, I, as the noted uh, Nick Cage fan here, I, you know, I'll ride for Nick Cage any day of the week. I will not see every single Nick Cage movie. I'll be the first to acknowledge that not every Nick Cage movie is worth worth watching, but I fully support his right to do that. Make them all. <laughs> Did you see Pig, Elijah? Yeah, we talked about Pig on this very podcast. Yeah. Did you see the, what's the other one, The Weight? Oh, yeah, that was like two weeks ago. I forgot about that. I didn't. I didn't see The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I need, I need to see that, too. I've heard good things. It's on the to-do list. I give them props for a little bit more creative, like, movie, but it's still like, oh, it's Dracula? Okay, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Is it supposed to be a comedy? Is that what the vibe is? Renfield we're talking about? Renfield, the new Nick Cage Dracula vehicle? Probably dark comedy. I don't know. I didn't see the trailer, so. It looks sort of funny, but all all movies with Nick Cage and them look funny. (laughs) I think I think a big win coming up in the next couple of weeks is um, the uh, marketing campaign for Megan will stop. <laughs> True. Yeah, I feel like they've like been advertising that since like July of 2022. <laughs> no one wants to see your killer see, doll movie. Come see Megan in January. <laughs> it's like, oh my word, this trailer has been going on for like six months. It won't go away. <laughs> All right, I think I think we've uh, we've fully parsed the movie news of the time. Um, by the time this episode will be out, all this will be old <laughs> old news. It'll be movie history, but for now, it's news. Let's move on to what everyone's really been waiting for: our feature film of the week, 2010's M Night Shyamalan classic, Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> Just kidding. We're doing James Cameron's 20. 22 classic Avatar The Way of Water. The humans are returning. They're hunting us. What's our plan? 
This is our home. This is our family. This is our fortress. This is where we make our stand. We must protect the people. Let's get it done. Avatar, the way of water. Experience it in 3D. It's sad that, like, the three of us were probably, like, three of the ten people that actually saw Avatar The Last Airbender in 2010. I was going to say that I did see the movie in theaters. <laughs> I saw it in theaters. We probably we saw, saw it, it in theaters together, did we? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Probably. A classic? I mean, it's not... It wasn't bad, was it? It was bad. It was bad. I wouldn't say it's completely unrelated to this Avatar, because there were there are points where it became, like, a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> kind of the same movie. Same principle. No, uh, we're talking about Avatar The Way of Water. This is the sequel to the 2009 uh, James Cameron classic Avatar. Um, We should play a game where we guess what the tagline is. (laughs) Become the water. Avatar. Jake Sully and his family are under attack after the return of humans to Pandora. In order to survive, they must learn... The way of water. That's pretty good. That's actually better than what uh, IMDb has, which is, ah. Jake Sully lives with his newfound family formed on the extrasolar moon Pandora. Once a familiar threat returns to finish what was previously started, Jake must work with Neytiri and the army of the Navi race to protect their home. So you're close. (laughs) Is that what you said? I feel like mine better encapsulated the movie. It was pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty darn close. Um, yeah, Avatar is a sequel, as I said, to the 2009 blockbuster highest grossing film of all time. This one starred Sam Worthington and Zoe Saldana and Sigourney Weaver and Stephen Lang again, um, but also added heavyweights like Kate Winslet and... Uh, 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 Kate wins. <laughs> um, Edie Falco was in this one. Jemaine from Flight of the Concords in this one. And a bunch of children. So anyway. Instead of doing the uh, the typical loose concept uh, categories format for this episode, we thought we'd just keep it loose, you know? Keep it conceptual. And we're just going to have a loose discussion. I took down some notes and figured we'd just talk about them some things that are good bad or funny as we as we roll along and uh and you feel free to interject as we go boys sound good yeah objections what what, should we start with the bad should we start with the bad and then go to the good let's start with the bad and go to the good yeah Yeah. sure let's start with the bad okay bad parts of the movie (laughs) we're just gonna get it right off rip right off the top here Sigourney Weaver playing a creepy teenage blue alien. What was up with that? Turns out 73 years old does not sound like 13 years old. 73 years old does in fact sound like 73 years old. Yeah, she sounded very wise, very mature for her age. An old soul. Which I think is what they're going for, but she sounded a little too old. You could tell they like limited her dialogue, so she would like not talk as much yeah they knew they knew it was bad. <laughs> that's i think the funny part of this is like oh we waited 13 years for the technology to catch up and then we cast a 73 year old <laughs> to play a 13 year old and we couldn't figure out how to make that sound normal so do we think this was like this had to be james cameron doing a favor for his old buddy right that's what was going on here i, I have some theories about the character 
What was the th- was the character theory? I think it could be like a similar situation to like Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy, like a she rebirth. Was rebirth. Sigourney rebirth. Weaver was rebirth. Or like yeah, the tree, the by the, the mother tree. Yeah, the tree mother. Awa, I believe is the correct. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry for my cultural insensitivity to the Navi people. Um. Yeah, they uh, kept it very like mysterious who the father was. All of a sudden, Sigourney Weaver's pregnant in the like prologue to the movie, and they it's yeah. like a big like sort of um, dead Sigourney Weaver's avatar. No, comatose Sigourney Weaver. Oh, she still has rights, Micah. Yeah, she's just she's she's just. Uh, I'm pretty sure she died in the first one, didn't she? <laughs> the human died. The the a- avatar the avatar lived on. She seemed pretty dead. <laughs> no, she was in that tank. She was kept alive. The last time I watched the original Avatar was like a year ago, so I don't really remember what happened. Did she die in the end of that one? So my impression, yeah, you can back me up, was that you know how Jake Sully gets transferred from his human body to his avatar body. Yeah, they try to do that with Sigourney Weaver's character and fail. So oh, that way it gives the tension of is Jake Soli going to survive, but they succeed. The so the whole tension of it weak. is that Sigourney Weaver, the human, is too weak to transfer to the Avatar. Oh, but the Avatar just becomes Prego. The dead, lifeless Avatar <laughs> gets pregnant. Somehow. Oh. Very weird. Definitely in the bad category. I don't know, Sean, you have any thoughts on that? I just thought, I mean, I guess her purpose is sort of she has this special connection with the, you know, Mother Nature world. I forget the name of it, but, you know, in the Avatar world, she has a strong connection to it. But it almost was like, well, why didn't they just have Jake Sully have a daughter that had that type of connection, yeah. you know? So well, again, I just thought I think it, was it goes back strange. to... Uh, James Cameron must have lost a bet with Sigourney Weaver where he now owes Sigourney Weaver yeah. roles going forward. And so this was just yeah, a way they're to in check a fantasy, that out. They're in a fantasy football league together. And <laughs> she won. She won. She had Austin Eckler. Like, okay. winner. 13 years later, I'm going to be in this film. <laughs> you have to put me in every Avatar movie. It's like, fine. Sigourney. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like it was, a, it was, it was just a little cheesy. I, I, at first, I didn't know that it was totally um, her playing um, the the 13-year-old. And then I looked at the credits, and I was like, ah, it's a little weird. Just because you're like, that's her voice, but it's kind of like a younger version of it. But she still has a deeper, you know, uh, 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 rhythm or whatever. So Cadence. I just thought it was a little distracting. Yeah. Um, Every time she opens her mouth, it's like, what is going on there? I thought it was very easy to say, like, oh, that's Sigourney Weaver. I had a very hard time picking out which character Kate Winslet was playing. (laughs) Yeah, I thought she was a whale. But I think she's part of the comedy relief, though, because sometimes she is really funny. <laughs> it's just like just laughing at this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. But well, what was funny was Kate Winslet had to do the like seven minutes. She like broke the record of of um, holding her breath. But I don't even think she was in the water much. Yeah. No, like, no. She was mostly a land uh, Navi. 
Yeah, there's a clip on know. IMDb of all the actors talking, and and they all talk about how long Kate Winslet could hold her breath for. So, shouts to Kate. She's yeah. got a so that I mean that makes lungs. sense, Elijah. Why you thought that she was maybe the whale? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or was that she like would need a, to be underwater? Yeah, maybe yeah, she I was, was like, the oh, whale. She's the whale the because she had to be underwater for seven minutes. That makes sense. Oh, nope. She actually isn't the whale. Let's keep it moving because I got a whole bunch of other notes here. Next up on my notes under the Shout bad out category. to the whale movie. <laughs> yeah, shouts to Brendan Fraser. Um, no, intended. let's keep it moving. Next up, next in my bad category, I have Tarzan Boy. Oh, my Loin word. Loincloth Dreadlock Boy. What was his deal? What's up with that? <laughs> What's up with that? He... You know what I said as soon as the movie ended? I said his lines. I think James Cameron was watching uh, old Power Ranger dialogue, <laughs> and he literally just pulled like Blue Rain, Blue Ranger, Power Ranger lines, like cool, sweet, okay, and just and, put and it in this bro movie. And I was just bro, like, this okay, is bro, so lazy, cool, bro, yeah, bro. He's like talks like a middle schooler. Next time, yes. Yeah, bro. Sure thing. It was just, it was so bad. And his character was so unneeded. He was just kind of, he just kind of messed with the vibe of the Avatar world. Yeah. Because you're like, all these Navi, you know, they are huge, you know, they're blue. And then you get this guy with this (laughs) facial. you know, he's mach- sort of new. Why did machine. he? Why did he have to wear a loincloth? What was the purpose? He couldn't just wear shorts. They did. They must have had shorts there for him somewhere. Why is he in the loincloth? I think it was like a. I think this is my big theory of James Cameron. He pulled all of these different um, plot lines from like uh, Mowgli and Moby Dick and Free Willy. And this and that, and he all just put it all into this movie. So that is the Mowgli version of the plot line. Yeah, the only thing I could think of was that it was supposed to like you know when people say like oh you're watching the Olympics and everyone looks fast. It's supposed to create like a this is what a normal person looks like, I guess, <laughs> in comparison a, to the Navi. It's, it's like humans suck purely for scale. <laughs> just yeah, that's the best reason I can think of. I think you're skipping like the craziest part that kind of he kind of has like a weird relationship with the Sigourney Weaver character. <laughs> yeah, it's like are they are they a thing together? Yeah. So again, I'll I'll bring up my theory for the future <laughs> and the future of our seven movies. He's either gonna get his own avatar, or he'll be like the avatar representative on Earth. <laughs> Ooh, I think he's gonna get together with Sigourney Weaver and they're gonna have the, the he first. He is the father. <laughs> The next one will be oh, time human travel. avatar. Time travel avatar. He human. goes back in time, impregnates Sigourney Weaver. Then he oh, goes forward no. in time. Sigourney Weaver's avatar is his daughter. All kinds of problematic. Who he has another daughter with. Anyway, uh, moving wow. on. Tar- Tarzan boy. Just a weird, weird thing with him. Yeah. I don't know what that was about. And they also like just dropped him in. Like There was no hints of of the colonel guy having a child in the first one and there's like oh by the way he has a kid yeah i didn't like that whole plot line and especially at the end spoiler alert when he saves his dad and then the dad is alive again it's sort of like what is the point of this movie if the whole thing was going up to this crescendo of the bad guy dying and then you know uh wild boy saves him 
but then wants to go live with the Navi again. So you can't do you can't save the arch nemesis and then go live with you know your girlfriend he should, again. He should go bad. That kid should go bad. Is what should happen. They should have made it. They should have made the the general's avatar or colonel, whatever that guy. They made, the main bad guy. They should have made made his avatar die. The kid goes bad, then becomes the new main bad guy. That would be more Ooh. interesting, but it also make more sense why you'd be so determined to get revenge against the Solis because the main plot of this movie doesn't really make sense. <laughs> Why does Qualrich care? Like, why do the humans care? Why are they spending all this money building these Navi to go attack one Jake Sully? One man, one mission. One man. Destroy humanity. Yeah, what is the purpose of them coming up with the technology again for the Navi, like, avatars, so that they can just go further into Pandora? Like... Is it they're trying to drive out people from the space? Because, you know, as soon as they come back into Pandora, they're starting to, I guess, attack the whale for the precious um, whale you know, brains. brain material. Whale and souls. they're trying to use all the natu- natural resources. Is it just that we're going to make ourselves make ourselves look like the Navi so we can go attack them because like the mother being or whatever was like preventing them from. That's one of those things I feel like they talked about in the first one. And I don't really remember the first one. So I don't know why they made it. I think that was was sort of talked about in this movie. Why they became Navi was because it was to trick and they like camouflage themselves. Right. I think it was like for like science and to build a relationship with them and to hopefully take their natural resources peacefully <laughs> peacefully take peacefully uh, take advantage of them anyway we're getting off the off the trail there of the the main point was tarzan boy bad that was a bad part of the movie um yeah two other main minor nitpick things not nitpick things but bad things is the ponytail thing never not weird <laughs> They have sex with their ponytails, but they also connect with animals with their ponytails. So they have sex with animals when they want to ride them. And then they also connect with the tree to go back in time with their ponytails. Or like to go to the spirit world with their ponytails. So they have tree sex to go see their dead relatives. Is that what I'm supposed to infer? It's a little weird. <laughs> I don't know. No comment. It's a kid's, it's a kid's movie. <laughs> I don't... I don't I don't think you're supposed to infer that much of it. Okay. Uh, well, then I'll we'll move on from that. Anyway, that's just one point. The ponytails thing. You, you just can't think about it too much. Um, yeah. And then my and last... You have to block it out. Yeah. My last, last uh, point was, in the movie, what ultimately leads the colonel to go out into the water is that they send the helicopter, the, like, the... Um, the medical helicopter out into the the land the islands to save Sigourney Weaver's teenage character who gets zapped when she's having the tree sex she goes into a seizure they send oh the Lord. the emergency helicopter but how does that how do they know the emergency helicopter people know like where to go to find them cuz they're with the navi and the navi no 
But they don't, there's like supposed to be like millions of islands out there or something, thousands of islands. How do they know which island to go to? Just seemed like a little little hole in the plot, but you know, minor details when we're talking about a yeah. cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> Just picking nits here. Are you going to talk about the length in the bad section? You can in your bad section. I got a little just comparison I put together for the length. Oh, Mike is bringing out the spreadsheet. The spreadsheet here. Oh, no. So the first Avatar movie is two hours and 41 minutes. The second one is three hours and 12 minutes. Combined, that is 353 minutes for two movies. Love it. <laughs> the original Star Wars trilogy of A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi is 376 minutes. These two Avatar movies make up 94% of the original Star Wars trilogy. And think about what happens in that trilogy. They're on Tatooine. They're on the Death Star. There's Alderaan, Endor, Hoth, Asteroid Field, Cloud City, another Death Star, Dagobah. And in Avatar, in two movies, we got forest and water. (laughs) There's so much water. But do they talk to whales? That's a good hot take. It just seems like, and, and to Sean's point earlier... What did we accomplish in this movie? I understand your point. <laughs> Counterpoint. Avatar. I, I'm notedly very... Uh, I've been very forthright that I'm team short movies. Team 90 minutes or less for movies. Except for a James Cameron Avatar movie. These are the only movies I wanted to see how long he can make them. I hope the next one he makes them four, makes it four hours. Just I hope he goes for it. The, the, uh, the trajectory carries, carries on. Three hours and 12 minutes for them to say humans are back, we're going to the running away to the water, and we're fighting some (laughs) whalers. And literally, no one of consequence dies. And the water is nothing. The sun dies. Yeah, spoiler alert Jake Sully's son dies. First of all, he's not nobody. He's his son, yeah, Nayako, not, not Taco. He's of the, Taco he's of the, king, the royal line. The like, good son, first of all, dies. The other son sucks. Not Jake Sully, the son. The son, Jake Sully, dies. Jake Sully's son dies, <laughs> named Taco. And named Taco. That's a big guy. He's a big character. The villain is still alive. The main protagonists are still alive. And nothing. They have to find make the water their new home. You can't make a water your new home. They have to find the way of water, Micah. <laughs> yeah, he's got to learn the way. I guess of water. I missed it. Okay. I like that stat though about Star Wars. That's a good comparison. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I wanna... thought as a business guy, you would have been pro longer movie, more bang for your buck. Yeah, my time is valuable. Well, no, actually, really, the shorter the movie, the more repeat viewers you get because it's short, so you can get more showings in. But as a consumer. As a consumer, yeah. From the consumer end, it's more back for your buck. Let's move it. Let's move from the negative to the positive. Yeah. I want to get into let's, let's some, get good, out of this. some good points. Unless you guys have any other bad points you'd like to bring up. Any other negative takes on Avatar Way of Water? Um, I think the only thing I brought up, I, I would have liked for them to stay with the Free Willy storyline. You know, just the boy and his whale. One boy, one whale. I was kind of liking that origin story. That's we, a Disney Plus show that's coming out later next year. <laughs> yeah. Ava- Ava- the Avatar, the, the whale and his boy. The whale bo- boy whale. Um, <laughs> but, okay, let's, let's move into good. Because, again, I would just want to save the whale discussion a little bit longer. I've got some notes on the whale. 
well plot as a whole but um I have number one in my my uh, my good category is James Cameron's commitment to the papyrus font. Everyone wanted to change it. He said no, and he used it more, I think, in this movie than he more did in the first papyrus. movie. papyrus, which you just got to respect. You know, you got to respect it. Papyrus, low key, a good font. People don't. Many people don't know that. Yeah, if anybody hasn't <laughs> seen the SNL skit with Ryan Gosling with the papyrus font oh, yeah, Avatar, good. look it's it good up. Stuff. It's a good. Good watch. It's good stuff. But I do like Papyrus. Um, anyway, that was one. <laughs> he d- There's another one coming out. <laughs> Biggest takeaway, and we always sort of knew this was going to be a good a good aspect of the movie going into it, is the, the special effects, right? Special effects, pretty, pretty fantastic. It looks pretty amazing. There's times where it looks like the original, I think, in terms of special effects, like nothing really revolutionary is going on. But then there are other times where it's like, whoa, this is this is just like crazy. I remember there's one scene where they're like coming up out of the like pretty much any time they're coming up out of the water, they really had that water on uh, blue skin effect <laughs> dialed in. <laughs> Every time they came up out of the water and the water was dripping off them, it's like wow, that looks really real. Yeah, I mean so. the, the CGI was incredible. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Thanks. I Thanks. think I appreciate. I think I appreciated it more after seeing all of like how what they actually had to do physically. Because I think a, I thought a lot of it was just oh they're just coming up with this. I didn't know how much of the motion capture they were doing until kind of after the movie. Yeah. After I watched it. So you couldn't tell is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? So like. What are you implying? Were they thir- were the special effects thirteen years better than the new, the original? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's it's amazing to me because I I was thinking about it. You know, halfway through the the movie, you realize you haven't really seen like a real person or a real back background for like the last two hours, and you're still like in the zone with the movie. You're basically watching Fancy Veggie Tales for two <laughs> hours. It's all CGI, everything. <laughs> But <laughs> fancy veggie tales. You're still into it, which you know yeah, is a, yeah, that's true. It's a testament to the effects being good. I think it is, it is good, and it's nice to be in a nice tropical environment. You feel like you're going to the beach a little bit. Yeah, everything's blue. Um, another good good aspect: Jermaine, Flight of the Concords. Got a, some Jermaine Clement in the movie. Yeah, should have had him had the New Zealand accent for some reason. They made him have an American accent, which was really bizarre. Very weird. Very distracting. <laughs> Times I feel like it faded out too. Yeah, yeah. Not great accent work. I don't understand why the accent in the first place, unless as part of James Cameron's agenda to make America the big baddie. That would be correct. He lives in New Zealand now, apparently. Mm. In Peter Jackson's studio. Yeah. To go read the same GQ article, I guess. <laughs> Are we the baddies? Apparently, America bad. That's what, that's a big takeaway from the movie. Um, another speaking of us uh, accents, I loved the Australian captain bad guy, just the boat guy, uh, Aussie oh, boat I thought man. He was cringe. Oh, I loved him. He was great. I have a quote down here from him. If you can't get out of it, get into it. I'm just applying that in my real in my life on a day-to-day basis. That's a James Cameron classic right there. If you can't get out of it, you get into get it, it, mate. <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> Crikey. Love that. Uh, 
that was a good good aspect. Um, and then also another big one is uh, I really respect James Cameron for you know someone had to do it. Someone had to stand up and take down the whaling industry in 2022, which is too much whaling going on. It's a real big problem in the world today. Um, that blubber people just need blubber, and uh, finally James Cameron stood up to them and told them you know it's bad. Especially America. Just so much whaling coming yeah. from Americans. Yeah, you just hate it. So I read some numbers on this, so I don't know if you want to do this now or later. Oh, you have whaling numbers? I, well, I just did a little analysis on the whole idea of it. Yeah, let's go. All right. So this is this is a bad spreadsheets boys, Spreadsheets bad back out. business special. So what I did is I took some variables they give us in the movie. This is relatively set in the year 2164. And... They say that when they they extract the brain fluid from the whale, it's worth eighty million. So I just did like a reverse. Like if we were to project out inflation to remain at seven point one percent, which is that now, back to twenty twenty three years, eighty million translate to about five thousand dollars. <laughs> so five thousand dollars per whale. So to quote a Jermaine line from the song, what are your overheads? What are your overheads? How does that work? I think there's a lot of capital purchases on those. A lot of equipment. $5,000 doesn't seem to cut it. And I just want to put it in perspective. Maybe this is a pro James Cameron's making a statement here, but roughly retail price of Lipitor costs about $6,000 a year. So if we have anti-aging in 2164 for the price of Lipitor, maybe James Cameron to say big pharma good oh baby <laughs> what are you over here <laughs> i love that day that's great that's very good five thousand bucks per whale seven <laughs> percent you think it's to stay at seven percent for 20 years well if, it might go if earth up is, if earth, is, earth is really failing like they imply in the movie it's possible what is the amount if you had inflation at at three percent all right, let me let do me that quick math. He's got to rework the spreadsheet. What are your overheads? Then it comes into about 1.2 million. So a little bit more okay. expensive. But, you know, you still, there's a lot of people on that. And you factor in the, the travel of taking it from Pandora back to Earth. There's a lot of time there until you actually cash in on that value. Yeah. True. Not, not a great business. Maybe they should have stuck to unobtainium. What were the unobtainium rates? Do you know? <laughs> I did look it up. It's, it, it did say, let me look at my numbers here. That was a more content like this. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> no one's talking about this. This is the numbers people are living I do for. have a note in my notes in the LOL section of what happened to the unobtainium. So. Unobtainium is 20 million for 2.2 pounds. Ooh. Seems like a better deal. <laughs> Planet Earth should get back into the unobtainium business in Avatar 3, sounds like to me. James Cameron, if you're out there and want to address this, come on the pod. You're you're always welcome. This is the type of content that is amusing to about three people. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all in this room right now. So I, it's I, did, I did wonder that, Micah, when they said the figure. I was like, why not just make it a billion? Like... Yeah, why not? <laughs> I think they you literally could have just changed the line to it's it's worth it's worth five billion dollars, and it's like, oh wow, I understand why they're killing a whale for three <laughs> ounces of this stuff. I How too many, would kill their, a whale for five staff? billion. There's a ton of people on there. The machine. That's what I'm saying. It just seemed fuel. like it was so cost intensive. I was like, I was surprised the at the number too. I was like, eighty million dollars. <laughs> you know, that rake probably cost eighty million dollars. Exactly. Um, 
reckless just reckless wailing but i'm glad that james cameron did it still someone need to stand up to big whaling in 2020 and stand up for big pharma in 2023 you know (laughs) big pharma someone's got to fight for the little man so. Everyone wants that Emrata. <laughs> Especially Brad Pitt. <laughs> Woo. Um, moving on. Just another note. Overall, the water stuff is sick. I like first one's forest. Second one's water. No one does a water movie like James Cameron. It's been well documented. Everybody knows it. It was great. I, I'm a big water fan in general yeah it looked it looked it looked incredible i, I wanted to drinking it go to go to a go to a coral reef after i like swimming it. in it i like taking a shower in it i like water is <laughs> life using it to yeah nourish plants big now, water fan do you guys know about the future of these movies are they just gonna stay in the water world or what what are sort of the plans for avatar <laughs> no, three, four, Sean, five? it seems to be that's the direction we're going it's going to be more water movies james cameron knows what he likes <laughs> it was all a plan all along to film more water stuff because i heard that he's he filmed like three movies at the same time didn't he yeah, apparently he wanted to film a bunch in a row so that the kids wouldn't, the child actors wouldn't become adults and become good at acting while, while you, in between movies. Yeah, because it's not like they're doing CGI or anything. I, I got the impression they did two and three. Three's basically done, but I don't. I think they started four. But he I did, don't think it's that part. He long. did they wrote the scripts. Though. He did say that was the reason is because he didn't want the Stranger Things effect where the kids get too old in between the scenes, which is very strange coming from a man who has a seventy-three-year-old playing a teenager to be all of a sudden concerned <laughs> with the age of the actors playing children. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if the actors get older, you just say, "Okay, can uh, can the CGI artist kind of change that person's <laughs> yeah. you know just height?" A, just a little inconsistency coming from our boy jc but you know you got to do what you got to do um oh then my last note on the good section is the final battle final battle sick it's the last hour i guess like an hour 45 minutes of the movie something like that yeah it's pretty incredible um beginning from the moment where you have that scene of uh the the colonel guy on his flying bird thing but then you also have Jake Sully on his seahorse thing, and they're just like blasting each other with automatic guns going yeah. in and out of the water. It's great. It's electric. It's incredible. And then you carry that all the way through. You have uh, Zoe Saldana's avatar just going ham on the boat at the end. It's just great. All of it's good. You know, you spend two hours watching this movie. It's slow, and they're talking about all this like hippie earth stuff. And you're like, okay, whatever, you know, pretty colors. And then you like basically <laughs> lulls you into, fr- you forget that you're watching a James Cameron action joint until the end. And then you're like, oh, that's right. James Cameron, one of the best like action directors of all time. And it's great. That's clearly the best parts of the movie is the action scenes. Even oh, yeah. the beginning with the, the, the train heist yeah. was awesome. Yep. The, in the semi beginning too with the uh, like the fight to get the kids back yeah the best scenes are the action scenes and Zoe Saldana's character has the best scenes in oh, all yeah. of them she's yep. amazing in it she, scene stealer yeah the five minutes at the end of the, where she's fighting on like the whaling boat is like the best part I think of the movie because it's just like you're you're totally rooting for her and she's yeah. just and sometimes you just want to see the the people you're rooting for like just 
to kill the bad people. guys. You know? yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I don't want to turn it back into the bad thing, but like their this entire army of water people is struggling to bring down a whaling ship. <laughs> this is a big, big metal Like it's not a military ship. thing. It's They literally just hunt whales and they're struggling. You know what? You're just going too deep. You're going in too deep. It was only one well, tribe. I, I of wondered water this: people. is Jake is Jake Sully not the best fighter in his family? No, Zoe Saldana is way better. Yeah. Well, Jake and I kind of got annoyed that they had Jake Sully do the final battle with the bad guy when it's like she could take him in like five punches. Ooh, I like that take. It should have been Zoe Saldana facing off with the Colonel at the end. Yeah, knife fight. Are we sure Jake Sully's good? Jake Sully turns out he sucks. <laughs> he's a Jake Sully's a big strategy guy. <laughs> vision caster. He's a vision. He just casts vision for the Navi, you know. Anyway, he's not as used to his avatar body as she is. She's been living it in, in it her entire life. He's been living in it for like thirteen years, fifteen years. So he's a vision caster whose big plan is to run away. Yeah, for the protection of the people. Okay. Can Can somebody explain this to me? Why did they have to leave the forest? Because they were, they knew could find them, and we're gonna hurt people there. Obvi, you know what? You guys think about James Cameron (laughs) likes water. That's why. Yeah, he had to get them the water somehow. This is always the directions going. I don't know why we're surprised. I don't know why we're shocked. James Cameron. Is this a refugee story? He wants to make a water movie. He's gonna make a water movie. Um, let's get into the next section. These are just some LOL notes. Moments. <laughs> Levi and I uh, were laughing pretty consistently throughout this this movie. Um, if we're we're discussing it, if you can't go into this movie prepared to laugh, you're probably not going to enjoy it. And so you just got to go in. You got to be ready to laugh at the dumb parts and be like awed by the uh, the awesome action sequences. And just um, entertained. Yeah, just be purely entertained. This is something that I learned uh, after going back 13 years, watched first Avatar, did not like it. Watched it many times, could never get into it. The weekend before we saw, I saw the, the new Avatar, I watched it with my fiance and was laughing at the bad parts. And that's when I learned, like, uh, yes. you have to enjoy the action and the, and the visual effects and the scenery and then just be able to laugh at the terrible dialogue, James Cameron's terrible dialogue exactly. and bad characters. Embrace the cringe. It's the key to enjoying many movies. The key to enjoying the prequel trilogy from George Lucas. The key to enjoying, actually really like any Star Wars movie. You just gotta laugh at laugh at the, the dumb stuff. Probably the key to join Lord of the Rings. Don't tell anyone. I was that. I was like audibly laughing in the theater at anything that the little little boy Tarzan boy said. <laughs> Tarzan Any boy. line that he has, I was just sort of like, why is he here? He's adding nothing. He can't even breathe on this planet. He's just it, and it it made it more enjoyable because just like I'm laughing at him saying, "Hey, let's go." Good job. You know, it was just sort of like, come on, bro. How? Yeah, bro. Yeah, it was just, it was just, it was just, you got, yeah, that's a good, it's just a good advice if you haven't seen it yet and you've had all these spoilers in here. 
If you have got to this part and you haven't seen it yet, just be prepared to laugh. Embrace the cringe. Biggest uh, biggest point of laughing in the entire movie overall is the whale plot as a whole, and the the whales the whales having like personalities. Apparently, they just whales like are go, very smart. I mean, whales apparently wildly intelligent animals. So so intelligent that they just talk to each other, and it really the movie just really took off for me when they start having subtitles for the the whale noise. Primarily the one the one that says it is too painful for me to speak about. <laughs> you know, I didn't even really realize that they did subtitles for the whales. I just thought they were big Navi or something. We got to add Finding Nemo to the list of inspirations. With just Dory the, speaking whale. The emo whale being like, "I'm so sad, bro." <laughs> It's Can you be my friend, here? bro? <laughs> I tried to save them, bro. Thanks, cuz. <laughs> I wrote down a, a phrase they use called spirit sisters. Apparently, they're spirit sisters with the whale. I, too, would like to be spirit sisters with the whale. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't know. The whale thing. It's Why did the whales have tattoos? Like, do the whales do the tattoos on each other, or did the people tattoo the whales? I didn't notice that. Yeah, some of them have like matching tattoos with the island people. I think they they probably do it as like a a, a spirit sister uh, ritual. ritual. As yeah. spirit sisters, we're getting matching tats. Me and my whale yeah. get we got not matching tats. <laughs> whale tats. Um, yeah. The, the whales are like doing math at some point I have written down. <laughs> what? Yeah, there's something about them. Yeah, I don't know what, what that note doing was. Doing math have, or math? Math. I just have math whales written down. So at some point that popped into <laughs> math my whales. Oh, I think they talked about how smart they were. And something oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Math. They're like brilliant whales and they can do calculus also. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, they're like we have we have whale tutors. You, you got to wait for the whales to come in their spring uh, mating season to get your homework done. Yeah, that's when we usually we run a we run a calculus clinic um, <laughs> when they come through. I just love how the whale is like this, and then the one whale that the kid is hanging out with is like the bad boy whale. It's like no, that whale's gonna be a bad influence on you. You can't be hanging around. <laughs> Yeah, they're like that whale. That whale does jewel pods. Get away from that whale. <laughs> that whale smoking cigs out on the reef, man. Can't hang out with him. It is too painful. What do those whales eat? Do we ever see that krill? Probably <laughs> Pandora krill. Oh, one last thing on whales. When the whale is like on the ship and they're like shooting it with like a machine gun, like that's gonna do nothing, right? Yeah, like the first we saw that like machine, the machine gun fire wouldn't hurt rhinos. Yeah, like it's definitely not gonna hurt a whale. Great, great scene when the whale jumps on the boat. Yeah, freaking love that. That was sick. He's just like flopping his arms around and breaking stuff. That's when he was doing the most math. I feel like. Why was he the only whale fighting back? Because he's the bad boy whale. The other whales, whales he was expelled because he killed people. Remember. And the other whales don't kill. It was like the big plot point why he wasn't supposed to hang. The kid wasn't supposed to hang out with him because he's a killer. Like he's a killer whale, literally. He's like killer, but also like killer. Free Willy. <laughs> oh right, 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 right. Yeah. 
The whales, whales don't kill. Would you be surprised if in the third one there's a tattoo scene with the the, the son, <laughs> the killer whale, and Jake's son? They get in tattoos. Jake's only get this matching Tat- tattoos. Bad boys together. together. Tattoos. Bad boys together. Going to get tats. Ooh, face tats. <laughs> um, speaking of the 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 teen stuff. The young teen and his whale. The a big LOL moments for me was anytime they just like went into like typical teen dialogue like the why am I so different? My parents don't understand me. <laughs> the, the, the one Navi kids bullying the other. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't have fins or whatever. Dude, you don't it's even like, have fins. You have four fingers. What a loser. <laughs> what is this movie? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like having an extra finger would be like an enviable thing, not like a. I would be making fun of the, if I was an avatar and I had four fingers. I'd be making fun of the avatars with only three fingers. Look at you! You don't have an extra ring finger, dork. Anyway, it's very Do you think the ending to... of this movie would have been better if Jake Sully died instead of the boy? Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Probably because then we wouldn't have had to deal with Sam Worthington's uh, terrible accents the entire time. That, talk about bad accents. That Sam Worthington accent comes and goes like the wind. Sometimes he's Australian. Sometimes he's from Chicago. You know, just scene to scene. It's just very. <laughs> sometimes he's from Chicago. <laughs> very strange when they try and do like sexual appeal. For the green and blue aliens, like where they do like the, the yeah, coming that, out of the water. Yeah, that was like, an LOL moment like with that Daniel Craig, James Bond <laughs> moment, like when that teenage girl, like the yeah. teenage girl alien comes out, and she's like, "Oh hey," and she's like going in slow mo, like flipping the hair with the sun shining behind her. Like, what are we watching? What is this movie? It took him thirteen years to write this. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. I'm, I'll stand by that take. Um, all the avatars have great teeth. Interesting. You mean enough. the Navi? Yeah, all the Navi people, the blue, pe- all the blue aliens, great teeth. That was a that was a point I had written down. Um, <laughs> great orthodontics in great orthodontists there. I hear the whales really help with that. Just some other like random questions then. Uh, we already talked about the the. There's no more unobtainium. Uh, that was one that I just wanted to uh, address. Um, why isn't the big orange dragon from the first movie at the end of this one? Like, if it's like a world and like battle ender at the end of the first one, why don't they just go get the big orange bad boy back and do it again? Jake Sully sets him free. Oh, he, he says does? no one should ride you at the end of the first one. Lame, but they should. They could still be friends. He could come help a brother out. <laughs> he didn't like having the ponytail sex with Jake Sully. <laughs> oh, think about it. Jake Sully kind of like rapes him, right? Yeah, we basically. He out, like but... comes comes up, drops on him from above. <laughs> We're having oh, ponytail sex, you and me. It's Avatar very weird. After dark, guys. Whoa. You can't think about the ponytail thing. That's what I'm saying. You can't think about it. It's weird. Um, last question and then we'll wrap it up because we're really just dragging it out at this point but uh, do we think it stays in water are we all 100% sure we do another water avatar I have also written down should there be a snow avatar or desert avatar or Italy 
avatar italian riviera <laughs> french riviera avatar uh, sicily sicily avatar um, russia avatar suburbia <laughs> suburban I, avatar i think it i think it stays i think it stays in water so you think he's got four more movies or for three more movies coming out you think they're all water Yes. Well, one's got to be a back to the forest. He's got to go back to his roots for one of those. Levi, you're shaking your head. What else do you think we get? I think you get one more water. I think you go back to the forest. I mean, I think you're only going to get four of these. Oh, three. really? You think the third? I think you only gain three. Okay, only Who two more. Who wants more than three of these? I take, I take as many, China? As, as, many as he's making. I'm watching. Yeah, the global box office says it once more. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the money's coming in. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's at uh, it's at one point five billion worldwide right now. Sheesh. Okay, so Mike and I have had this ongoing, long-running discussion on whether Avatar Two was going to be making money. And it initially started out as a discussion of I was for sure like in the camp it was going to be a mega hit. Mike was like, it's going to bomb. And then Micah switched to, it's going to make money, but not as much money as you said. I was still in the mega hit camp. And then after like the first week it came out, I walked back my mega hit camp back into just regular hit camp. Oh, you hedged. <laughs> yeah, I hedged. I hedged like an idiot. And I should have stuck. But now I'm hating myself for not sticking with it. We rented up around. The, Micah thought the final number was going to be $1.9 billion global box office. And my number was $2.5 billion global box office. I My initial was 1.9 and they, it lingers into two. And it ends up being like above Spider-Man. It was my final number. What was Spider-Man's final number? In the 1.9 range. It was global, right? Yeah. So I, I think it's going to be about the fifth biggest movie of all time was what I put together. I think Xi Jinping opened up China for Avatar. <laughs> Big Avatar 2 fan. <laughs> James Cameron called him up and was like, yo, Xi, Xi Jinping, my homie, can you do me a favor? I'm, I'm, I think it'll do 2.4 billion. 2.4. I mean, now at this point though, Sean, you just you have the you have the numbers, you can see where it's going. It's not the the make, making that call now. I mean, you can definitely make the call, but I think at this point it's a little it's a little uh clear. It's pretty clear it's a hit, right? It's a big movie. Yeah, it's it's definitely financially successful. I I 2.4 still I still think the 2 number, it'll be right around 2. There is like not a lot of drop off week after week, they've been saying. Yeah, but we're still at week three. Like, how long can it keep going? I mean, it, we could, like, pull up IMD and look at the slate of movies coming out. There's, like, nothing coming out for, like, but, but <laughs> nothing I, wants that, to go up against this. Tell Ant-Man. I think that's true, but also, like, how many review viewings are you getting? I don't know. Like, again, that's I'm still saying it's going to make another $500 million. You already got one from me. Maybe a couple Maybe a couple more. Who knows? I think you get the word of mouth, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, people are like, it's actually good. It's my a, my biggest fear in the th- whole thing was that you lose all the people that saw the first one, realized it wasn't for them, and weren't interested in seeing the second one. Because I thought um, the first one when it came out, it was like a global phenomenon, so everyone goes to see it just because th- there's no the novelty. This time you have no novelty this time around. But it's, I don't know. Seems like seems like numbers are looking pretty good. So are you back to two point five. I mean, I have to be a t- I have to be back at two point five. I think if I'm being realistic, I'd say two point two is the number. But in my heart, I'm saying two. What do you think, Levi? 
I think you're like two point three. Like I, it's just gonna linger. I think. Keep making cash. Linger to eight hundred more million. I don't know. That just feels like a lot. I mean, maybe it will. I I could. I th- I think China is gonna be the workhorse for you here. Yeah. I think that's true, but like it's already over. Like it's over what they projected for China already, and I don't know. It's just gonna keep going. Even the the ballpark number of China is that it could get like another hundred million. I don't know that it's gonna get another. I I mean I could be wrong. I definitely could be wrong. Either way, we're back to a topic that only three people care about. (laughs) No one listening, super concerned. So we can wrap it up. I, I, my overall prediction though is I think there's eventually going to be one where they go back to Earth and it's the avatars in human bodies as avatars on Earth. <laughs> Reverse avatar. Well, I was thinking about this. Isn't the Pandora gravity a lot less? Yes, that's why they're taller. Right. So that's why, like, if they go to Earth, they'll just be like super weak. That's why they <laughs> just be big old wobbly. <laughs> That's why they need to get in, to be into human bodies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. human avatars. Human avatars back on Earth. It's coming. It's just you wait. I don't know. Who knows? Any other final thoughts on Avatar? Sean, did you like it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think I think I think that mentality I was probably following without formalizing it is just if you laugh at the ridiculous parts. You, you get through it. You get through the three hours and 12 minutes. <laughs> you get through it. You no, know, you don't just and get you, through it. You, you enjoy it. Well, I'm saying you enjoy it. Yeah. It's like, I think if you t- make it like this is, this is supposed to be serious and great dialogue and this is art, you know? Yeah. I think you gotta, you gotta stay for the CGI. You gotta laugh at the funny, you know, uh, just dialogue moments that are just like, it took 13 years to write this. Um, you know, you, you you stay for the the the, the water. It's too scene, painful to speak of. Battles. <laughs> I think what I probably missed on the first showing is I just saw it in 2D. I think I need to go back and see it in 3D or IMAX. I yeah, I kind of re- I kind of regret not seeing it in, in 3D or IMAX. Let's go. Let's get it there. Let's, let's, let's it. make it happen. I think you I guys think, are gonna make I sure it gets to 2.5. Really. I will be solely responsible, spending all my life savings to make sure Avatar gets a 2.5. Just might. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up. Before we close, shout out to Rudy, who couldn't be here. He has a child. And we can let him talk about that on some other episode, yes. Levi has a ch- uh, Levi does not have a child. Rudy has a child. Micah is about to have a child. Levi has a fiancé. Just big, big life changes for everybody. So, shouts to all of them. Shouts to Rudy. Um, we're gonna do another episode of this next week <laughs> on Loose Concepts. So, be sure to tune in for that. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Remember to always keep it loose. Keep it loose. And keep it conceptual. That price on my head is that dead or alive? No. Savvy style shooting. Hey, I, I have an idea. How about we get back to the important topics, like the fact that I almost had my face cut off by a Decepticon. As a taxpayer, I would have lodged a complaint, as a matter of fact. You look gorgeous. No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way.